Hello everyone and welcome to the Shadowcast. It's a podcast talking about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. I'm your host, The Living Shadow. Let's get started. Hello everybody. Today, um, I think we're going to talk about self-sabotage because that's been coming up a lot. Um, with a lot of people who've called me and talked to me about their situations, especially, uh, specifically self-sabotage and love, but self-sabotage comes in a whole bunch of different areas that we do to ourselves. And I think we're just going to get into, let's just get, I really want to get into what it looks like because I don't think people realize what it looks like, but like people have come to me talking about um, particular situations and they're like, well, I don't want to sabotage this. And in the midst of saying, I'm going to hold off and wait because I don't want to sabotage it. They've already sabotaged it because they held off and wait. Um, this has been a couple of people who I know who've done this. Um, so really what, what, what happens is like, say a new opportunity comes in your life, right? Something new walks in, um, brand new, never been seen before. You don't know how to take it, how to handle it, what to do with it, right? And because you're not sure to take it or because you may not be used to it, you put it on hold, okay? Um, You put it like, oh, wait, I got to figure out how to deal with you. I'm going to put you on hold real fast. And then when I figure out how to take what you've done or what you've said that was not necessarily a bad thing, which is another part of this too, but we'll get to that in a second. But how do I, how do I handle this? How do I handle this? Something that's new is something I'm not used to. That's something that's different for me. And the real thing is, is that why do you have to figure out a way to handle it? Why can't you just take it as it is and keep it moving? Right now, if they keep coming back with something, then yeah, you know, you may need to sit down and take some time, but if someone comes at you with something one time, you don't have to sit in and wonder what it's going to be, what's going to happen. You don't have to sit, you don't have to plan the entire future, you know. I met someone one time or I hung out with someone one time. That doesn't mean I have to 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 plan my future with that person. It just means that, oh, we had a good time that one time, so, okay, well, maybe we'll have a good time again. Moving on. Now, um, if you're like me, <laughs> this is my version of self-sabotaging because I'm like, oh, I had a good time with you. Let's do that again and again and again and again. And they're like, yeah, so I'm not, I'm busy doing something or I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And so I stop asking and then they're just like, well, where did you go? I'm like, well, you never asked me. I was putting in all the work. I was doing all the asking and it didn't happen. And they're like, what? You, you never want? Like, no. So, I'll say that's from my side of the story because most people I talk to are on the other side of the story where I'm the person that's like, like I'm the person that normally hits you up. Like, you want to hang out? You want to do something? You want to go here? You want to go there? You want to do this? You want to, you know, party, whatever, something? And the people I deal with are the people who go, 
no. And now there's people like there, uh, people have been coming to them, possible interests and or connections in life, whatever they're going to be, whether they're going to be deep, romantic, friendship, whatever they're going to be, come in life. And they're like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to handle this person. I don't know what to do. I don't, you know. And my thing is, you don't have to do anything. Like, you just go along with it. And for it's it's easy for me to say that because I'm always the person just like, I just want someone just to come along. You know, come along for the ride. Come along for the insanity. Come along for the jokes. Come along for the, for the you know, just come along for the ride. Feel the vibe. Just feel the vibe. But a lot of people are... <laughs> Sorry, I have to just laugh because I just think it's so funny because I... So, a lot of people that come and talk to me, I'm such the opposite of them. Like, the people that come to talk to me are the are more like me, you know? They come to... They come to talk to me about someone who's more like me in their life who doesn't know how to, like, express the way that they feel. And I'm like... But you realize they're expressing it. You're just denying it. That's probably the biggest thing that I've noticed in a lot of people is that like, oh, you didn't express how I, you didn't express anything to me. No, no, it was expressed. You just didn't want to take it for what it was. And so now that you didn't want to take it for what it was, it turned into something else. And you're like, well, I wanted it to be the thing it was the first time you came around, but you didn't take it the first time it came around. See, if you had took it the first time it came around, it wouldn't be um, something different now, okay? But you self-sabotaged that because you didn't want it the way it presented itself in the first place. This is a big thing for a lot of people, okay? And I'm going to say this because it's been... I'm kind of hyped up because this has been like a nagging point in my life, particularly. Just because something doesn't, just because a gift doesn't come in the wrapping paper you want it to, does not make it not a gift. It's still a gift. It's still a gift. Okay, you hear me when I say this. Just because the present didn't come to you the way you wanted it to come, doesn't mean you still didn't receive a present. You still received the present. You still received the gift. You still received the thing you wanted. It just didn't come in the packaging you wanted to come in. And this is serious because we really, people really, really, really are so focused on what the package looks like. They don't even care about what's on the inside until they get old and they realize that their nice shiny package that they've had all these years ain't worth nothing and the value inside of them is worth nothing either because they were so busy being rude and hateful and nasty to people who may not have presented themselves the way that they wanted to be presented but had something on the inside that was that would really transform their lives that it just now that now they're stuck being old and bitter Old, bitter, alone, wrinkly, ugly, hunchback, can't walk, walker, cane, no health, going to the doctor every other day. Why? Because they don't want to accept something the way it came. And they self-sabotaged and they threw away their blessing because it didn't look like the way they want, what they wanted it to look like.
you can't just throw something away because it doesn't look the way you want it to look. You can't just you can't just discard something because not if it doesn't act the way you want it to act, that's a whole different that's a whole different thing. Like you gotta do some teaching, whatever, give that a chance. But if it doesn't look the way you want it to look, you can't just instantly throw it away. I mean, if it doesn't act the way you want it to act, you really can't instantly throw it away either. You just gotta like deal with it and see how far this goes, see where you are, see what, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, what happens with my friends in particular is that, sorry, I had to move my table. What happened with my friends in particular was that they had people coming up to them, possible love interests, possible love connections. And this has been multiple people. Honestly, this has been like three people, three or four people who've come to be with the same, like, thing, and it's like, and I go, to, and I'm, as the person who goes to people, I'm like, from my side, I'm like, you guys are crazy, I, like, I don't want to call you idiots, but, like, what is happening here, because you keep, this like, because I'm, I, I've seen it for so many years, people say they want something, and then it shows up at their door, and they go, oh, I really don't want that. And I'm like, okay, so what? Did you want it? Did you not want it? Right? They, they, it's confusing. Okay? And I'm learning now from speaking to these people that it's confusing to me because they, it's confusing to them. They don't know how to take somebody that shows up and gives them exactly what they, what they want and what they need, which is the hardest part is giving somebody what they need. And people may not be used to, especially if someone's not used to getting what they need from somebody, out of somebody, they don't know how to take it. So, the the thing about it, the thing about it that's come up is that it's been possible love interest and they all just said, no, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. I still have stuff to do. I still have, you know, I don't know if I'm ready. I wasn't really looking for that type of thing. That's probably why it showed up. Whether or not you're ready for it, like whether or not you're ready for it to work out or to not work out, you're ready for this this connection to happen. But just put it that way. Whether that means you're going to be dating friends, um, that casual person you see on a Tuesday, someone that's going to connect you to a, someone who can do your hair or your nails, uh, you know, or it's going to connect you to someone who's like trying to sell something you've been trying to buy, and you may never speak to that person again, but you connect to the this person who connects you to somebody else who you're going to end up talking to, whatever it may be, that was there for a reason. That was there for a reason. It, the person showed up for a reason. So all you're doing by the midst of wondering why that, why this connection is happening, why you're feeling this way, all you're doing is hurting yourself because instead of just letting yourself have the joy, you're so busy trying to get to the pain. And this is what happened with, um, well, at least two of my friends. They were like, well, I don't want to hurt the other person. I'm like, but you already did. I don't want to sabotage this, but you already did. The second that person was giving you the energy and you were just like, and you freaked out and you weren't sure, you started the sabotaging cycle because now you freaked out. Now you're freaking out about the fact that you freaked out. 
Now you're freaking out about the fact that you freaked out and you don't know how the other person feels. It's a full cycle that needs to just stop right at the head, right at the head. If someone gives you a compliment, take it. Someone wants to hug you, hug them. Now, depending on how you feel, how comfortable you are with kissing and sex and everything like that, that's a whole other, you know, you got to have boundaries and stuff like that for yourself. But uh, what I'm saying, though, is that don't automatically take a nice gesture and say it's it's happening for some side, some sort of manipulative reason. Or don't automatically take somebody being shy as being, you know, not able to do something or don't like you can't you can't put other people's feelings in like you I know I talked about empathy a couple weeks ago and um, if you're an empath listening to this you probably understand exactly what I'm feeling or what I'm talking about you you can probably catch the vibe but you can't like you can you it's natural for us to take on things and then not know how to how to deal with it, but the not knowing how to deal with it is just anxiety. Like we take on things as empaths, we just take on things. And you're just supposed to just take them on and then leave them there. You don't have to dwell on it. And I think that's the hardest thing to learn is to you don't have to dwell on something if you take something in. So, um, you know, like I, you had a negative experience at the drive-thru, right? You go to the drive-thru and these people were just, they were in their feelings. They were not having good energy. It's been busy all day. You came through all happy and chipper and you're like, why are you upset? Blah, blah. I'm like, well, I'm looking at this line and I'm saying, oh, well, you know, this is a long line. They're probably busy. They're probably, like, sick. It's hot in there. You know, they, if you go into a fast food place, most of them have a grill. They're inside with the windows shut. It's, like, 90 degrees outside. Like, it's hot. And they can't wear shorts for whatever stupid reason. It's hot. Like, they don't, they're, they're hot. They're irritated. They're tired. They have to deal with people all day with different energies coming past them all day long. No, they're not happy and chipper at this moment. But you don't have to take that as a you know, like a personal thing or come at them. Well, you need to cheer up and this, this, that, and you, you know, and trying to tell them something. You don't have to go through all that. Like people are allowed to have a bad day, but by you trying to be in control of how somebody else feels because this doesn't satisfy you. That's another form of self-sabotage. I want you to realize that, like, and this is the best example because I worked in the drive-thru for, like, three years. But you come through the drive-thru and you come through with some terrible energy and we're already upset. I'm not going to give you the best food in the world. I'm sorry. Like, if you end up with something messed up, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Like, you come back complaining like, oh, well, my my burger didn't have four pickles. It only had three on it. Girl, I don't care. You see there's about 50 million people more in this line that I got to deal with. I'm not worried about you and your lack of one pickle. 
you better go to the grocery store and slice up some pickles or buy a jar of pickles or slice up some cucumbers and put in some vinegar or something. You better figure out something to get your one, one little piece of pickle because I ain't worried about it. If you would have been nicer, I would have been, would have not worried about it. But you're so busy trying to tell me how to feel, how to live my life, how to do my job, that I stopped caring. And, and people go, well, that's your problem for doing that. No, 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 Because this person put out that energy and they sabotage themselves. Because now nobody cares because they put out such bad energy in the first place that no one wants to deal with it. Now hear me when I say this. So, there, there's, there's a few different kinds. But essentially what I'm saying is that you self people self-sabotage with energy. Okay? They self-sabotage with energy. So in the love um in the love realm, right, where someone may be coming to try and give you a relationship and you turn it down because of whatever reason you don't think you're ready, you don't think that this person's the right one, this person doesn't look right, whatever, blah blah blah. You just self-sabotage something. How many people do you think got with the person who looked and acted exactly how they hoped their husband would look and act? I, I guarantee you. I mean, even if you, I mean, people look. I, I, I really hate that people compare things to fairy tales, but in this type of thing. The fairy tale life is really kind of more accurate than you would think. The problem is that people say, oh, well, a prince is not just going to swoop in and, and save somebody. They do. The problem is, is that you're so busy telling that person that they're not the right person that you don't end up with them. And then you sit around going, well, how come I'm not with anybody? Because you turn away everybody who comes around being the right person. And me being the right person who constantly gets turned away from everybody, it freaking sucks. Because now when someone comes to me, I'm like, yeah, you say you want it, but you really don't. Because if I tried to give it to you, you wouldn't take it. Like, people come to me and they're cute and they're nice or whatever else, but I can feel the self-sabotage coming from a mile away. And I'm just like, yeah, so what do you want? Because you're really not going to, right? And that may be my own version of self-sabotage in that. But so many so many people, I've seen it happen. I've done it so many times where I've approached somebody and they've like, no, well, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right or you seem a little bit different or... I don't know, you don't look the way I thought you would look. So I can't. And I'm like, okay, number one, like they made it extra dramatic, which <laughs> I don't know who I channeled for that, but that was really, really dramatic. Um, <laughs> but like legit, I'm just sitting here like, okay. And then they come to me, what, uh, like a couple months later with relationship problems or something like Oh, this person is not who I thought they were going to be, or we're not having fun, or, uh, you know, like, they're boring, 
or I can't really hang out with them like that, or it's not the same, it's not a similar connection. Okay. Like, do you not care? I care, but I told you that from the jump. You knew that from the jump, and you chose, you made that choice. Now you're living with it, and you don't like it. I don't feel anything for you. Right? You sabotaged yourself, so now I don't feel anything for you. It's just auto but to me it's automatic and it's hard because I learned it from it being so automatic. I learned it from my parents. Uh, they they're old. They're sick. You know they they have some health issues. A lot of older people they have health issues. You know, there's health issues they caused. I don't think, but they're so blind to see that they caused it that it just doesn't even register in their mind. So, um, like the baby boomer generation and the generation before that, and they have all these, like, oh, I have to take all these pills. Oh, feel bad for me. I have to take all this stuff. I have to do all this. And you're like, okay, but if you were taking care of yourself when you were younger, you wouldn't have to do all this stuff now. You sabotaged yourself. It took a lot longer to come around, but that's really what happened, you know? And, well, that's just what you did. You did this, okay, but... You know, that's just what you did. You worked all day in the shop, and now your arms are tired, and your legs hurt, and you got arthritis everywhere, and this is that. Well, maybe you should, maybe somebody should have investigated how that would affect your bodily health when they first opened those shops and devised a plan to make sure that the workers would still be, I don't know, in somewhat decent health working there for 30 years and taking precautions and things like that, you know, things that you, things that people claim these companies do, but they really don't do. And that's like when a government steps in, I'm probably getting a little too political for people, but I'm just saying like, now people are mad because this generation wants to change something. And it's like, yeah, we see you. And this is the thing I don't, I never understood. This is a, this is a real thing is that, um, these younger generations, I would say, like, anybody who's, like, um, like, 35 below right now, and, you know, I mean, each wave has, like, their own different kind of thing, but, like, we look at the generations before us, and they're like, why aren't you making the same mistakes we did, and we're like, um, because we saw they were mistakes, like, we saw how you self-sabotaged your body, and I don't want to do that. So I'm not really in a rush to work in a shop from 9 to 5, or from 9 to nine, like 12 hours a day in a shop. Like, I'm not running toward that, because everybody who I know who was did that, body hurts, you know? We, we're the generation of trying to grow from the past and they're just like why don't you repeat what we just did and it's like yeah so that's not really working out like look at where we're at now that doesn't work now what worked 50 years ago like that doesn't add up okay so realize recognize look through your own uh, generational history to realize a history of self-sabotage because that's definitely a thing that, that, that exists, a history of self-sabotage within your family. Things that you don't even think about. Um, I, I was um, around with my mother earlier, and she's like, she doesn't understand that she self-sabotages so much by what she puts out there in the world. And 
she's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, mama, you put out a lot of energy that is judgmental, critical, hypercritical of everything. Everything has to go exactly the way you want it to go. And if it doesn't go exactly the way you want it to go or exactly how you think it should go, or if you don't hear something exactly the way you want to hear it, you get irritated by it and, and everybody around you feels it. So you, you suck all the air out of the room. And it's, it happens a lot for a lot of people. Like, what? Like, it didn't go exactly the way I thought it was going to go? Let me suck all the air out of the room. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Someone comes around to show you some form of love and affection, and you're like, well, you don't look the way I want you to look. Let me suck all the air out of the room. And then, okay. So I'm going to just step over here to the left. And then... I watch, and everybody else kind of steps over to the left, too. Like, oh, okay, well, we're just going to leave you alone then. And then you call or, or come crying, why am I alone? What you mean? Everybody tried to come to you. We was all happy, joyous, whatever. And you was just like, yeah, no. So we was gone. And it's hard. I know I do it too. Everybody does it. I do it too. I don't think I do it as much as other people do it, especially in certain areas, but it's definitely a thing that happens. We we stop ourselves from experiencing joy. And it wasn't until this week that I even heard someone say it was because I was afraid that it wouldn't work out. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they were like, well, I'm afraid that it's not, it wouldn't go in a, it wouldn't work out well. Did it work out well doing it this way? Well, like, so the only thing that happened when you self-sabotage is that you know what you're going to get. That's the only thing that happens when you self-sabotage. You know what you're going to get. Like, if you know that you walk into the store and you don't have any money, you know you're not going to really be able to walk out with anything unless you steal something. You know, then you have to deal with the consequences of that. But, like, if you walk in the store and you only have $5, then you know you not you can't go over $5. Like, that's just what it is. But if you walk in the store with $5 and, they ha and you walk by something, or a couple things that you went there to go see, and they have a big sale for a dollar, and you get something like you don't turn away, you don't say, "Oh no, I can't get this because I only came in to get, uh, I only came in to get dish soap, so I can't go and and spend the other three dollars I have left over on something else." Nobody does that, at least not that I know of. I mean, there could be somebody out there that does that. I shouldn't say nobody. But, like, I don't know who that person is. Generally, I know someone who goes in the store with $5 and they see dish soap and it's like $2 and they see some other thing they wanted that was on sale for a dollar and something else was on sale for a dollar. They get all four, they get all three things and go up to the register and give them the $5 and move on. They don't agonize over whether or not they should get it because it's on sale or not if they only got, like, what you know? It's like, oh, I see an opportunity. I'm gonna take advantage of it and keep it moving. So, I, I really want to know why is it that we self sabotage in so many different ways, especially in love, especially in love. 
because I just I know I just don't understand like what is it that you hope to gain from not participating and there are some times where that happens like for me I'm the person who initiates it I'm the person who like asks somebody out generally because I know that a lot of people that I deal with are probably not going to ask me out and so I ask them out you know in, in general right there's not I don't do that to everybody of course because Lord knows but like it's like a thing and they're like no and I'm like okay then we're still cool and I'm like so are you gonna tell me the real reason why you said no and they're like what do you mean like the, what's the real reason why you said no because you seem to be around all the time like what's the reason you said no and they're like still trying to make up like crazy things like okay so what you just didn't want me what is it and it's craziness crazytown.com it's always 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 I don't know if that's a narcissistic thing or if that is just like a male thing or if that's just like a just generation thing or what it is cause like I don't know. I don't find commitment to be scary. I find it scary that someone doesn't want to commit. And this is like another part. I'm probably going to do another episode talking about uh, masculinity because that's been a whole other toxic trait. And that's like, for males, that masculinity is like the main cause of their self-sabotage. I don't know what the real reason is for women um, having self-sabotage and the reason why I said that for men is because um, it's the emotional aspect that we're not supposed to have so we stop because if we give it then we think it's going to sabotage something but at least in my experience not giving it is really what sabotages stuff trying to hold on to that pride trying to hold on to that manliness is what um really causes a lot of self-sabotage it really causes a lot of confusion and problems for men is that they think that they have to be they think they have to be men and they can't do anything that's um in remote remotely close to being feminine and so they just stop doing anything that makes them slightly happy which is weird women i don't get I don't get why women self-sabotage. I don't know if it's just like they're afraid of judgment or what, but it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like that, I think that might be a lot of it, afraid of judgment, afraid of people's opinions. But, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, please. But, like, you realize that you get judged more by the by the by the self-sabotaging than you do for you just did whatever the thing was. Like, so many women out here, like, I'm afraid to be a, you know, I think it's wrong to be a hoe, and this is that, and, the, and to mess with a whole bunch of people. Okay. So, the guys who you probably want, probably want someone who's messed with a bunch of people, and you may, you know what I'm saying? Like, it could be, it, that could be also a factor involved that people don't think about is that they self-sabotage. You know how many people have self-sabotaged themselves out of a paycheck? Okay? You seen Cardi B? 
You've seen some of the strippers at Magic City. Them girls get paid. Okay? But everybody is so morally strong that they won't do that. Girl, you're sabotaging yourself. Because them paychecks is real. Okay? Them OnlyFans paychecks is real. Them OnlyFans paychecks is real. Them strip club paychecks is real. Those music video play, uh, music and music video paychecks are real. You're only shooting yourself in the foot by not doing something that, you know, would, would, would. Because you're afraid of judgment. You're afraid of what somebody's going to say. You're afraid of this. You know what? If this world was so, like, like we spoke about earlier, um, a couple episodes ago, empathy. If this world was more empathetic, self-sabotage wouldn't have to be such a big fear. And it would probably cut itself out. Because most time we self-sabotage to avoid self-sabotaging. Which is the thing I still am just like, what? Like, But I've seen people do it so many times. Like, oh well, I'm not going to do this because I'm going to mess it up. And I'm like, so you're, a, you're, you're, a, you're sabotaging yourself to avoid sabotaging yourself. But at the end, the whole thing still gets sabotaged. Like, I just want that to be known. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, as long as you're aware that that happens, then I guess we're good. Because I'm not going to try and change you, but I'm going to try to open your eyes to make you see that this is a blaring thing that happens quite often. Um, and it's not necessarily in, like, you know, people self-sabotage themselves in jobs. Like, oh, well, I don't think I'm going to get this job, so I'm not going to apply. Well, no, you're not going to get it. You didn't apply. Like, if you just applied, you probably could have got it. You don't know. You just don't know. Like, you, you're so busy trying to control everything that you're out of control of everything. And it's, like, such a weird thing to me because I'm, like, I'm an in-control person. But I'm not. Like, I really want to... I want to control certain things that I know I'm in control of, but I know I can't control somebody else, right? And so, like, I can't control if someone else's decision is for me to get promoted or not. All I can do is try and whatever else. You know, maybe I'm not good enough. Tell me how to improve, whatever. But there's people who I keep seeing who are just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'm like that with love. I'm not even going to lie. I am like that with love. I can't do it. Because I can't deal with people who don't communicate. And that's generally what I keep attracting. I don't know why. I need to do work on myself for that one. But. (laughs) But. We, you have to, you have to be aware of it, first of all. So, you gotta step, start with step one. Being aware of the sabotaging, right? And it's not that being aware of, that you sabotage something. It's being aware of where that thing first starts. So, in the instance I was giving about my friend, um, where they were saying that I don't know about doing this thing because... I don't, I don't want to ruin it. And it's like, well, stop. Because that right there 
that thought right there, that action right there, that you're going to ruin it, is what's ruined. Like, you, all you can do is try. Like, if you try and you've been trying for a minute and it's been a thing, you know, they may, you may have to readjust something. You may really need to think about it then. But if I walk up and say hi and you have to have this whole, like, anxiety attack about whether or not you should say hi back or ignore me or afraid to let this energy into your life or this is that then that then you're self-sabotaging yourself because all i said was hi i don't know what you know wherever you think i may want from you or wherever you are afraid that somebody may try and get from you, you you're not letting anybody give anything to you because you're so busy of uh, being afraid you don't let anybody add to your life you people all the time i don't know if you guys are big social media people um but like i know this is mean that's on facebook a lot talking about uh or like i want to be somebody's peace and i'm like okay but what happened to them being yours or someone comes along, it's either one or the other. I want to be somebody else's piece, or I want someone to be my piece. And I'm like, why Why is it, why are we not having, I want to be each other's piece in there? Why is that not a thing? That's another form of self-sabotage. If you just want to be somebody else's piece, you're sabotaging yourself. Because when you're not getting your own piece, and that person's not helping provide some piece for you, you're going to be upset. If you want someone to be your piece, and then when they demand something from you and you don't want to give it to them or you're afraid to give it to them or this, this, that, then you're self-sabotaging. That's another form right there. Like, if you're trying to go through everything on a one-way street, then yeah, you're going to sabotage something because that's not the way that life is meant. People are supposed to be giving and taking of energy, not just one or the other. And so many people want love, want relationships, want friendships, want this and want that. But they don't want to do something that's relatively simple, I feel like. It's just to let it happen. You know? Should I just let this happen? Should I try? Should I go for this? And if someone, and here's the thing that gets me. If someone approaches me and I go, oh, well, let's try for this. Don't back down now. Mm-mm. Don't back down now because you done, you done came up to me about it. That's another form. But people and people will tell you that you sabotaged it when you're when someone approaches you. Like this is the thing too. It's like if someone else approaches you and you try and they stop trying then you didn't you didn't do it to yourself. They did it. They didn't they must not have known what they wanted. They must not have known what they were getting into, something. I don't really know. But point being, they didn't um that wasn't how do I put this? That wasn't the the way to go about handling that situation. They should have they approached you, they should have put they should have been prepared to do whatever they should have at least got tried to get to know you to get prepared right that's another thing too it says sometimes we don't know what we need to prepare for um if you walk up to somebody and you don't know anything about them 
you don't know what to prepare for. You don't know what they might like, what they might not like. You know, talk to them, ask these things. You know, see what they might be interested in. And then if you find one thing they might be interested in, let's go and do that. And then we talk about something else you might be interested in. Or what the other person might be interested in. And then you go, like, you know, that's that's the way I feel like dating should be. That's the way, I, like, without people running away from it at every opportunity. Well, you don't look the way I thought you would look. Well, you don't look the way I want somebody to look. So I'm not going to give this a chance. Okay. Six months later. Why or why can I find somebody? Maybe if you stop being so picky about what somebody looks like, you find somebody who would feed your soul. But you're so busy worried about if someone's gonna, you know, if someone's gonna bring sugar to your eyes, give you eye candy, you're not worried about if someone's gonna feed your soul, if someone's gonna caress your heart, if someone is going to soothe your mind. You're just worried about is someone gonna look good? Is someone gonna is someone gonna appease your eyes? There's more than than all of that. And and then then people are so codependent. This is another thing too, because codependency is a self sabotage in itself, right? If you need someone for everything, and someone doesn't want to be around for everything, that's kind of a sabotage. If you want someone for a certain moment or whatever else, like, I feel like this. If, I feel like this should be like a schedule. Like, we just make a schedule. Okay, so, what day are you free? What day am I free? Let's go hang out. Let's see how this works. Right? We hang out. Again, catch a vibe. See if you like it. If you don't like it, whatever. Keep it moving. If you like it, do it again. If not, leave it alone. You don't have to be rude about it. You can just let it be. Uh, I don't know if anybody listens to SZA. Um, in her album, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's where her grandma talks about it, and she's like, yeah, you don't have to talk about me or treat me mean. Just move out of my way, and I'll move out of your way. And I'm like, that's that's such a, a wise thing, an emotionally wise thing, and energetically wise thing that people don't um, understand or people don't enact but if you put some action towards that it really does help okay so I'm going to try something new I am I have a whole bunch of these uh, tarot cards here and different um, ones like this. So what I want to do is I'm going to pull from a self-care deck. I'm going to change the story going, but it's by uh, Jill Pye. It, um, the illustrations are by Tatiana Beninke. Uh, I'm probably spelling her name all wrong, but um, I will probably leave the description, uh, the link to these cards on the Amazon link in the description of the podcast. Anyway, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is that we have so many things that we go through and we need a lot of self-care. Self-care is the ultimate cure to self-sabotage and not in a, oh, I have to meditate day and night type of way, but in letting yourself have something 
joyful and fun. And I think that's the thing that people are missing. They think self-care is meditation and, and you know, um, watching TV and being a vegetable. But meditate, like, you know, self-care can also be something to do that's enjoyable for yourself. You want to do something that is, I don't know, like if you find somebody new, go out with them. And you like their energy, go out with them. So I hope I'm not... Um, destroying the audio files here with my shuffling of cards. I'm sure there's somebody um, out there who's like, oh my goodness, I hear a card shuffling in the background. Yes, you do, Margaret. Yes, you do. Ah, okay. So the message I got today is aromatherapy. So what what uh, my suggestion to all you guys is, is when you listen to this, get some candles, um... Get some incense, get some, I don't know, some fancy Febreze or some cologne or something. And just spray it around and just think about, do you self-sabotage in any way, shape, or form? And why? Are you afraid of judgment? Are you afraid to show your feelings? Are you afraid to to just let, let go of control? What, what is it that stops you from letting yourself have a good time or letting yourself have something enjoyable? Put on the candle. Let aromatherapy do its work. You know, put on something that's soothing to you and let aromatherapy do its work. Okay. Um, so I do have um, my outro, but I need to change that. So for right now, I'm just going to say that um, I do have socials. Um, they're going to be in the, in the podcast description. There's Twitter. Uh, YouTube, which I need to make more YouTube videos. Um, Twitter, YouTube. Um, I think OnlyFans is on there too, but OnlyFans is just like XXX rated. Not really XXX rated, but you know. Um, and Instagram. Instagram. So Twitter, Instagram. Hit me up. See what's going on. See what's going on in my crazy life. So when I tell you a story from my life, you know that's probably, you're probably going to see it first on Instagram. <laughs> Or on Twitter. Um, my Facebook, public Facebook page is The Living Shadow on Facebook. It's, um, it should be a picture of me and like a whole bunch of Zodiac posts on there too. Because I'm really into that stuff too. And we're going to have an astrology lesson on this, um, on the podcast eventually too. But, um, yeah. So follow me on there. And, um, let's hit the outro. And with all that being said, I look forward to speaking with you again. Have a beautiful life. Shadow out.